News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good Saturday morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mark Hespin here on the Mark. KHMO brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Wherever you may be and however you're listening, maybe you're on the KHMO app. We appreciate you making us a part of your morning. Uh, Cunis Country, I just talked to the guy, the man himself, Jason Buxman, yesterday. He told me, he's like, Mark, you got to let people know Honda for the first time ever is doing 0% financing. The first time ever. So if you want to get into a brand new Honda, 0%, he said you could lower your payments. Go see him. Tell him Mark sent you Cunis Country, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. They live and breathe that motto. Shop online like I did, CunisQuincy.com, Cunis Honda, Cunis Hyundai. Whatever you want, go check them out and tell Mark sent you. Welcome on into episode 69 of On the Mark here on this January Ninth, uh, first time live back in studio. If you listen the past two weeks, appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, to the pre-recorded shows, uh, during the holidays. Just weird how, uh, you know, the 2020 holidays fell, uh, Christmas on a Friday, uh, New Year's Day on a Friday. And so I was, uh, back up in the suburbs with the family and, uh, got to, uh, do some football preview stuff, but I'm back in live in studio. Feels great as my voice cracks. Feels great to be live here in studio with you. It's a massive weekend and I've been looking forward to this weekend. Uh, for like a year now since the NFL announced that they were going to expand the playoffs, add the 17, 17 super wild card weekend. We get nine hours straight of football today, nine hours straight of football tomorrow. I am jacked up. My bears are in the playoffs. Uh, so the, the, the way we're breaking this show down now for you, uh, I'll talk Saturday games that we'll take a break. I'll talk Sunday games that we'll take a break. I want to talk a little NFL Hall of Fame. They announced their finalists. Uh, I'll tell you who I think deserves to be in this year's class. Then we'll wrap up the show. A little NBA stuff, some drama, of course, some, uh, COVID outbreak stuff in the NBA, how they're handling it. Uh, and then, um, we'll also, uh, a little Deshaun Watson rumors, maybe to wrap up the show as well. Thanks for making us a part of your morning as always. To, uh, follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-N. We're gonna have a ton, a ton of, uh, fun stuff on Twitter this weekend. Uh, give you my lines, talk betting, uh, tweeting throughout the game. So it's gonna have a, a fun weekend. Let's get it started. Uh, Hespin headline number one. It's the Saturday slate. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, so we have three massive uh, NFL wildcard weekend games this Saturday. Let's go through them one by one, break them down, uh, and let's start with the first game. Noon uh, today on CBS, number seven Colts at number two Bills. Now, if you want a little snapshot of what I think this game's going to be like, you can check out the article I wrote uh, on KHMO right now and the KHMO app. Download it. It's free. Uh, uh to be, put it simply, I love the Bills in this game. Uh, listen, you know, the Bills, we talk so much about it. They hadn't won their division in over 25 years, but longer than Josh Allen's been alive. Uh, their stadium is going to allow about 75,000, 75, excuse me, 100, 
screaming drunk, very cold Bills fans. And I think that plays into a little bit of this game. I, the Bills are the hottest team in the NFL right now. You have to, and, and they have the hottest quarterback in the NFL right now. And Josh Allen has just been electric. The Bills are 13 and three, the two seed in the AFC, and they have three losses in the season. They lost on that weird Tuesday game to the Titans, who are a playoff game. They lost to the defending Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs, the next week after the wonky, weird, COVID-delayed game at home. And then the only other loss they had in the season is that crazy, weird Hail Mary loss to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who just missed out on the playoffs. Uh, and after that loss, they won uh, six straight to wrap up the regular season to get that two seed, and they're playing incredibly great football. Josh Allen, I would put him uh, right there in second place in the MVP vote, right behind Aaron Rodgers with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen has a has a chance here to really elevate his stock to say that he could be on that level uh, with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, as the young quarterbacks that you would argue you want to build your franchise around right now. He's he's on fire. I I love the Bills in this game. I have the Bills winning about 27-17. I think the Bills offensively can score against a very good Colts defense just because the way the Colts uh the, the excuse me the Bills offense is built. Wide receiver Stephon Diggs has had an incredible year. I do think there is a way for the Colts to win this game, and I will lay that out for you. I think in order for the Colts to win this game, they have to have well over 200 yards rushing. The Colts have to make this game look like the Bears made the first drive against the Packers last week, if that makes any sense if you watch the game. They need to have long, sustained drives, running the football, keeping the ball out of Josh Allen's hand, keeping Josh Allen on the sideline. And the Bills' defense is the, uh, especially their secondary, is a weaker part of the Bills' team. Uh, linebacking core, so if the if the Colts can get uh, Jonathan Taylor to you know over 150 yards rushing, maybe rushing for close to 200 yards as a team, there's a chance there. Uh, but that's a big ask uh, for a Colts team uh, that has... Uh, really only found that running identity in the latter part of the season. And they're going to need Phillip Rivers to make a throw or two. Can he do it? We will see. I'm excited to watch this game. A lot of people are predicting blowout. I actually think it's closer than you think. I think this game is something like 17-17 in the third quarter. Bills may be playing a little bit tight with some of that pressure of being a favorite at home, but Josh Allen now has playoff experience. This Bills team and a lot of the players on this Bills team and this Bills coaching staff, remember they got to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. So this is not, um, anything shell shocking that they're in the playoffs, like a Browns, for example. Uh, so I think they're going to be very prepared. I like the Bills coaching staff. I think Frank Reich's a great coach, uh, but I just don't think they have the quarterback right now that Josh Allen is. I think the Bills pull away in the fourth, score a, a late touchdown, maybe a field goal to seal it on a Phillip Rivers turnover as they're trying to make something happen. Bills win 27-17. 
a very uh, uh, exciting close football game through the first half into the third quarter. Bills pull away late in the fourth. All right, let's move on to the second game today. Uh, it's the six-seed Rams at the three-seed Seahawks. This is the 340 start on Fox. We don't know, even as we sit here this morning, legitimately where Jared Goff, uh, his health is at, where that thumb is at. I do think it matters. I think a, a Jared Goff playing um, makes this game even closer and makes this game even more enticing. I will say that I do think the Rams can still win this game even without Jared Goff because I do think in order for the Rams to win, they need to control the ball. They need to not let Russ cook. They need to keep Russell Wilson on the sidelines, and they need to control the line of scrimmage. They can do that, especially with their defensive front, the back end, Jalen Ramsey, uh, the, the, uh, obviously Aaron Donald. You have a resurgence uh, with Floyd uh, coming from the Bears to the Rams having a great year. So there is a possibility for them to do this. Now, I also think because these are divisional opponents, they've seen each other. They split the season series between each other. They each won the home and home. I think that plays into uh, Seattle's hands as well. Seattle having this game at home. I know there won't be fans, but there's something to that. Uh, the uncertainty that the Rams will be going through all week long, that plays into the mindset of the Rams players as well especially if they get down early. I think the Rams, in order to win this game, have to be up early. I think that's too much to ask for the Rams to do in this game. Again, I think this game is low scoring. The over-under is 42. I'm going to take the slight over. I think it's 43 points in this game. I have Seattle winning 23-20, and I don't feel confident about that. I'll be, I'll be blatantly obvious. I don't feel confident. But I do feel as though if you're going to make me pick this game, and that's what we do here on Sports Talk Radio, right? It's like, Mark, what do you think? Let's pick this game. I do think, obviously, Russell Wilson uh, is by far the best quarterback in this game. I think he's the second best quarterback in the NFC playoffs right now behind Aaron Rodgers. And I think Russell Wilson will have a chance with the ball late uh, to make a play, and I think that they are able to do something. I think DK Metcalf has had two bad games against Jalen Ramsey. I don't think he's going to have a third bad game against Jalen Ramsey. I think DK Metcalf, uh, there's a, uh, a a prop bet that I love that I put money on. I'll, uh, again, on Twitter, at Mark Hesman, show you my bets uh, throughout the, the day on Twitter that it's over 60 yards receiving at a touchdown. I think that's an easy take. I I, I love that. I think DK Metcalf breaks one. I think Russ finds him on one. I think otherwise it's muddy. It's low scoring. I think, you know, 13-13 at halftime, uh, kind of bludgeoning each other, both trying to control the clock, both trying to control the line of scrimmage. And I think both doing a, a decent job at it. Um, the Rams maybe get up sometime in the third. Seattle gets momentum. Russ gets cooking a little bit, opens up. He makes the play maybe with his legs. Uh, and then finds DK on a touchdown, low scoring. This could go either way with the divisional opponents. Uh, but I, I, if you give me Russ versus Jared, I'm always taking Russ. If you take me Russ versus an unhealthy Jared, I'm definitely taking Russ. And if you give me Russ versus Wolford, 
yeah, I'm taking Russell Wilson. Uh, so that's really uh, what it comes down to for me in that game. Final game tonight, Tampa at Washington, 7-15 on NBC. Let's just be honest about this game. Let's just be very, very honest about this game. Tom Brady has six Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady has more Super Bowl rings than every other quarterback in the playoffs combined. Russell's got one. Patrick's got one. Big Ben's got two. Aaron's got one. Breeze has one. That equals six. Tom Brady has six. He's an insane amount of experience, but also Tom Brady has never had to play on wild card weekend. Isn't that crazy? For all of Tom Brady's 30 playoff wins, which since 1950 is more than Joe Montana and Tom and, and, and Peyton Manning combined. Montana's got 16. Peyton Manning's got 14. Bradshaw and Elway each have 14. He's got more than those guys combined. Uh, he's, he, listen, I, it's crazy that he's never had to play on wildcard weekend. I think Tom Brady is going to come out here very motivated. I think the only way Washington can win this game is with massive defensive plays from their front four. Now they have the ability to do that. And Chase Young is a freak. But let's be honest about this game. Don't we, aren't we all going to be sitting on our couches tonight around nine o'clock? And looking at it, and it's maybe, you know, 17, 10 bucks, and it's been muddied, and, uh, maybe the, 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 the Washington football team gets themselves a turnover. Maybe they get a pick early in the third. They get a, 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 a you know, a field goal drive that leads, um, you know, uh, that Alex Smith leads them on a field goal. Maybe it tightens up 17, 13, and a little bit of pressure's on. Tom Brady gets the ball back and and then just locks and dials and cruises from there. I, I you know I I have the full I have the uh, um, Bucks winning this game thirty seventeen. Um, I just trust Tom Brady 30, 30 playoff wins most uh, out of any quarterback since nineteen fifty almost double anyone else six Super Bowl rings first time playing a wild card weekend. I think he wants to make a statement about wild card weekend. Um, and I, I think the Bucks win. It, it, too much talent, and there's just not enough offensively that I get. E- even if Alex Smith was 100% healthy, I think maybe this game is closer. Then I might go 24-20. But with an unhealthy Alex Smith, where does Washington legitimately get their offense from? Where can they sustain drives? I don't think they can sustain drives. And if you give Brady the ball enough chant times with the weapons, even if Mike Evans is out, with the weapons they have, I think Gronk has a big day. I think AB has a nice day. I don't know if they run the ball very effectively. I think it's going to be a lot on Tom Brady. I think he has three three touchdown passes at least, uh, and the Bucks win. So you go. That is my thoughts on Saturday. I'll take the Bucks in the night game, uh, thirty to seventeen. I will take Seattle to squeak out a very close physical game against the Rams, twenty three twenty, and I like the Bills to cover. Uh, but cover late. I think it's a, I think it's a kind of a smash mouth football game, sloppy football game early. 
Uh, Bills pull away 27-17 late over the Colts. There you go. That's my Saturday thoughts. You're listening on the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Right now, Honda's at 0%. They've never done it before. Take advantage. Tell Mark sent you 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into the Sunday games. What do I think about the Ravens, Titans, Bears, Saints, Browns, Steelers. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin. Let me know your thoughts. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Live and local on this Saturday morning in Hannibal. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. You've got a lot. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? Being a member of the Air Force Reserve. It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. And the experience, education, and other benefits you receive can enhance your civilian career and your life. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Vehicle accidents are stressful enough. You don't need someone showing up at the scene trying to pressure you into letting them tow away your vehicle. Call your roadside assistance provider or insurance company for towing company suggestions or consult with police on the scene. And always have the price and terms in writing before you let them hook it up. If you suspect fraud, call us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Remember to ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Honda, 0%, first time ever. Uh, they also want to thank everyone for uh, a really an incredible 2020. Uh, they, it was uh, very, very tough times, and uh, Cunis Country did so much giving back, part of the community, and uh, they want to thank everyone for uh, being a part of their family. Join the Cunis family like I have. Faith, family, giving back. They live and breathe that motto, CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, uh, welcome on back to the show. Let's dive into Sunday's games now. Uh, so Sunday's slate, a, a very interesting as well. I thought I think the NFL nailed uh, the scheduling for these games. Three fascinating matchups each game. Not not one day more interesting than the next. I think uh, the the possible game of the weekend though is the first game on Sunday, and that's number five, Ravens, at number four, Titans. These teams have played each other now. This will be uh, the third time in a calendar year. Uh, The Titans getting the best of the Ravens both times. The Titans and the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens rushed for like 400 yards last week to seal up their playoff spot. This is a, a, a matchup of two teams that both want to do the same thing. And I think that's going to be fascinating to watch who is able to impose their will. The difference in this game, so let me just get out in front of it. I think the only difference in this game is the fact that there is one massive glaring weakness 
on one of the teams, and it's the Titans' pass rush. The Titans are not able to get any pressure at all on the quarterback. And that's bad when you have a guy who's a statue like a Phillip Rivers, a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees. But it's nuclear bad. It is, oh my God, Red Sirens, all battle stations, we are in trouble bad. When you have a mobile quarterback... And not just a mobile quarterback, probably the most mobile quarterback we've ever seen in our lives in Lamar Jackson. If Lamar has time in the pocket to sit there, and then if he has time to extend plays in the pocket, I think Lamar is going to have himself a day. Obviously, the Ravens want to run the ball. That's how they win. But... If Lamar has time to ex- – the, the back end of the Titans defense isn't great. They have good linebacking core, but they can't get pressure with the front four. I think it's going to be a long day for the Titans. Now, conversely, the Titans offense is so dynamic and so unique. And those wide receivers – A.J. Brown such a big wide receiver. A get – you know, uh, doesn't get enough love. Ryan Tannehill – Right now, one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, you can't argue it the way he's playing. Plus Derrick Henry, I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. And because it's going to be high scoring, I do think it could go either way. If you had to make me choose, though, I think the Ravens playing with less pressure this year, Lamar playing uh, so free and loose coming off of that, really that loss to the Titans when everyone was counting out the Ravens uh, and they fell out of the playoff picture and have worked their way back into being the number one wildcard team in the AFC. I, I do like the Ravens slightly. I have the Ravens winning 33-30 over the Titans. If you were to tell me that on Sunday at 3 o'clock after this game's over, it's 33-30 Titans, would I be shocked? Not at all. I, I really think the Titans, uh, they, listen, they beat the Ravens twice in the past calendar year. So we know they can beat the, the, the Ravens. I do think beating a team three times in a, in a year is hard. I do think that Lamar, uh, playing with less pressure is a benefit to the Ravens. And I, I just be honest. I just think that Lamar is going to have time. He's going to make plays. And, uh, if it's Tannehill does any other, other side of it, so be it. I am not worried, though, if Lamar loses this game about Lamar's legacy, Lamar's uh, ability to win in the playoffs. I, I I think you can start to say, yeah, it's a storyline, but Peyton Manning lost his first three playoff starts. Okay? You know, let's go easy on it. The guy is still a brilliant quarterback uh, and, a, and with a winning franchise that will be there and get more opportunities. I do think, though, the storyline will be if Lamar loses – how do the Ravens uh, start to address the the problems they have, whereas the only way to win games is for Lamar to be Superman? I think they need to get him a number one wide receiver. If they could uh, get him an Allen Robinson, uh, you know, a, a, a Hopkins type, a guy or a, a Mike Evans type where it's like, oh, no, that guy's just open all the time, no matter what. Uh, the Ravens will be very, very, very dangerous for years to come. Uh, I like the Ravens in this game. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch where they both are able to run the ball. I think they're both able to get over the top. I think the defenses 
uh, will let up yards, let up points. I think this is an over, over, over bet the over. I'll take the Ravens 33-30 over the Titans. All right, let's get into it. Bears-Saints 340 on CBS. So, I predicted it. Kudos to me. The Bears would be the eighth, the seventh seed in the uh, NFC at the beginning of the year, and they are. Let me say this. There's a couple things I want to say. I'm just happy the Bears are in. I'm very happy. Bears playoffs in my lifetime have happened very little. I was born in 1990. So the Bears were in the playoffs in the winter of 1990. Uh, so they uh, And so... In my lifetime, the Bears have made the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and this is now the ninth time. So nine times in 30 years. It doesn't happen a ton, people. So let me be excited about the Bears being in. All, all, uh, kidding aside in that regard, I am taking the Bears to win 24 20. And let me explain why I'm taking the Bears to win. First off, A, we found out yesterday that the Saints will be without Trey Hendrickson, who is uh, second in the NFL in sacks. He's out for Sunday's game. That's massive. The Bears may be without Roquan. Uh, they still may be without their corner, Jalen Johnson. But we all watched the Bears get burned by Aaron Rodgers, right, last week. And that was, oh, my God, look at that. The Bears' defense is bad. The Bears, there's no way they're going to beat the Saints. Look at that. Aaron Rodgers is carving them up. Yeah, that's Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees is not Aaron Rodgers. The Bears' defense is very susceptible to Aaron Rodgers' type of football. Well, Drew Brees is the opposite of Aaron Rodgers' type of football. The exact opposite. Drew Brees is precision, dink and dunk, let his wide receivers make a move. The Bears can play against that. The Bears struggle when you got guys who are, can go over the top and burn you for those bomb plays like Aaron Rodgers did. I think the Bears will be able to sit on Drew's routes. I think the Bears will be able to get pressure on Drew Brees with Kalomak and a healthy Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks always loves to play against his former team. So I think there's something there. I do think the Bears offensively will be able to score against the uh, the Saints' defense. I think you're going to see uh, – uh, you saw a conservative game plan because the Bears knew in order to beat the Packers, they had to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. They don't have to keep the ball out of Drew Brees' hands to win. So I think you're going to see the Bears play offense a lot more like they did in the previous weeks in the win streak leading up to the Packers' loss. I mean, obviously, we'd love to see eight-minute drives, David Montgomery force it down their throats, and I think you're going to get that. But I do think you're going to get a lot more uh, of Allen Robinson dynamic in the passing game like you saw in the previous weeks compared to what we saw against the Packers last week where it was a lot of just roll Mitch out, find the tight end, save passes. I, I, I You'll see some of that, but I do think the, the Bears going to open it up a lot more. This is total... House money for the Bears. And the Saints, as we've seen, have choked in the playoffs the past couple years. Absolutely choked in the playoffs the past couple years. When they've had home field, uh, when they have had all the money on Drew Brees, could this be his last run? And Drew Brees, yes, you could argue that he's healthy, he's had time off. But where are those ribs out? Where is that shoulder at? 
Am I, is this a hope and a prayer? Am I, have I told you every single game so far leading up to this, how the one team will have to play to win and then I'm picking the other team? Yes. And I'm now giving you a, a slim chance for this is how the Bears have to play to win this game. I can't pick against my Bears. I can't. I'm a homer. I get it. Sue me. Hate on me. Tweet at me. I know when the Bears maybe lose this game 40 to 10, you can laugh at me. I'm telling you, I think the Bears can get at Drew Brees. I think they could sit on the routes. I think that Kyle Fuller will make a play. Khalil Mack will make a play. And Trubisky will scramble at one point in time, use his feet to make a score late, and the Bears win 24-20. And I'm very excited to watch because my Bears are in the playoffs. Very excited. All right, let's wrap it up. Brown Steelers, listen, you know, the, the Browns, Number th- six seed at number three seed seven fifteen on NBC. I, I, I don't know what to say. I feel so bad for the Browns. This is just that's just so mean, so mean that they make the playoffs for the first time in twenty something. What eighteen years? Nineteen years almost. They now are without their coach because of COVID. They're without their Pro Bowl guard because of COVID. Their wide receivers are not uh, – they're missing, I think, a backup wide receiver because of COVID. I think this game is close early. Steelers pull away late. I have the Steelers winning 30-24. to 24. I mean, like the other divisional games that we've talked about, that we talked about with the Rams, Rams Seahawks, these two teams know each other really well. They've played against each other. They split the season series. And I'll say this. I just don't trust the Browns in in Pittsburgh, where they haven't won since ben, ben, Big Ben has been a Steeler. Even if they had their head coach, they don't have Kevin Stefanski. So I'm not going to trust them now without Kevin Stefanski. If the Browns win, I think that'd be great for the NFL. I just don't see it happening. I'll be secretly kind of rooting for it because I love the chaos of that. I love the storyline of that. But, I mean, Big Ben owns the Browns. He really owns them at home. This is a playoff game at home. Cleveland's never been there. Big Ben has been there how many times? I think this is a legacy play for Big Ben as well. I think he's ready. He's going to come in healthy, focus that week off. I think that week off is a win for him. I I think it's close. I think Cleveland can run the ball, and they will. I think Baker makes a good player, too. I don't think the Browns lose this game because of Baker and the offense. I think they lose this because their defense won't be able to stop Big Ben and the Steelers. They're going to come out firing, I think, on all all cylinders after you saw them, uh, kind of like the second half of that Colts game. I like the Steelers at home 30-24, and man, do I feel bad for the Browns. Why can't the NFL just let the Browns have their coach? Just put them in a bubble in the stadium. Let them have their coach. Come on. It's that's not fair. It's so not fair. It's terrible. All right, uh, that is my Sunday preview. To recap, I'll take the Ravens 33-30. Yes, I will take the Bears 24-20 over the upset of the weekend over the Saints. 
and I'll take the Steelers 30-24. All right, you're listening on the Market News Talk 1070, KJMO with the KJMO app, brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Tell Mark sent you 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. When we come back, the NFL has announced their finalists for the Hall of Fame. I think there's three shoe-ins, first ballot guys, and I'll tell you the two other guys who I think should get in. Live and local, it's... On the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. James Brown and Bill Cower welcoming you back to Dennis Melvin's house. It's time for the Midnight Snack Run. This is one tricky obstacle course. Sticking to healthy habits in this kitchen is going to take focus and determination, but it can be done, JB. He's already entered the snack part of the course, and he's eyeballing a jar of chocolate candy. That is tempting right off the start. Uh-oh. He's reaching, Bill, but he pushes it away. Great stiff arm. He's approaching a plate of delicious-looking iced cookies. Oh, Dennis, you only want one of those. He blows right by him for the apple. Oh, the fridge. It's make or break time, JV. He stares down some rich-looking treats. Uh-oh. Looks like he's headed for the soda. Wait. He jukes left, grabs the water bottle, and shuts the door with his elbow in record time. Unbelievable move. I gotta see that again. And he's out. He even turned off the light. That's the way you execute a midnight snack run. Stand up to cancer and rally one you to reduce your risk for cancer, go to takeahealthystand.org. My husband, Alex Hesse, was hit by an IED in Afghanistan. I was playing man in foot patrol and I stopped on the bomb. Lost some legs and left hand in an explosion. And he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. There are so many mountains to climb and we do it together. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. Seeing Alex learning how to snow ski, that's life-changing. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Alex did it. He skied down this mountain. That's something he won't forget. With the right support, there are no limits. To see him on that slope and smiling like that, we'll be taking this home. This has meant so much. Thank you, DAV. Alex Hussey, thank you for your service. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Hi, I'm Megan Hoffer, and welcome to Heartbeat. According to a recent study by Amazon, Philippians 4, 6-7 is the most highlighted scripture in the Bible. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Is it any wonder that in our intense, maxed out culture, that this would be the most highlighted scripture? God knew we would need constant reminders of his peace and his love. And this scripture is a gift to any of us who struggle with anxiety. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, make sure this verse is highlighted in your Bible and be reminded of a peace that transcends all understanding. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. You've got a lot. 32 today. Under overcast skies, winds out of the north, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows level off around 22 tonight. Overcast. Overcast skies again tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 31. Mainly sunny skies and calm Monday with daytime highs approaching 36. 41 Tuesday. Right now, 30. 
Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Ask them now about Honda for the first time ever doing 0% financing. Get in, lower payment. They will lower your payment. They got me into a brand new truck at a lower payment than I was paying for my little seven-year-old car. They work magic, I'm telling you. Talk to them. Go see my guy, Jason Buxman, the guys over there. CunisQuincy.com. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell Mark sent you. All right, so the NFL, they announced their uh, Hall of Fame 15 finalists in the Hall of Fame. It includes uh, some first-timers, first-year's eligible guys, um, Jared Allen, Calvin Johnson, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson. Uh, The list is stacked. It's 15 guys who, in my opinion, for the most part, are all deserving of the Hall of Fame. Charles Woodson, Reggie Wayne, Zach Thomas, Richard Seymour, Sam Mills, Clay Matthews Sr., uh, Peyton Manning, John Lynch, Calvin Johnson, Torrey Holt, Alan Fanica, great guard Alan Fanica, Leroy Butler, Tony Baselli, incredible uh, tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars for that six-year run, Rondé Barber, Jared Allen. So I think when you look at this list, it's pretty obvious there are three easy first ballot Hall of Famers, and they deserve to be first ballot Hall of Famers. There are three people who are eligible, and I would vote in first ballot, and that's Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, and Charles Woodson. Peyton Manning, uh, when he won that second Super Bowl, I always was a Peyton guy over a Tom guy. Uh, I just love the way he controlled the line of scrimmage, his brain. I always thought to myself, and I still make the argument, When you have Peyton Manning, you don't need an offensive coordinator. Now, since Peyton's retired, Brady has done so much, adding the two more Super Bowls. His legacy continues. I I think it's hard to argue that Peyton – that and and Tom now is a guy, mentally, that you'd argue is right up there with Peyton. I, I still think Peyton may be a slight mental edge of the game of football than Tom but Tom is a guy, just the way he's taking care of his body, the numbers, you, you just can't argue that I think Tom Brady is now, if you're building the all-time NFL team, the QB number one. I would still put Peyton Manning, too. I think Peyton Manning, in my opinion, is the second greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, the gap is is now growing, and Tom has certainly grown that gap. And, and Peyton, uh, numbers-wise, the two Super Bowls, the brain power, it's all-inclusive. He's a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Calvin Johnson, I would argue, to me, in my lifetime as a football watcher, is the greatest wide receiver I've ever seen. I didn't watch Jerry Rice uh, in, in his prime. I saw the tail end of Jerry Rice's career as a football watcher. Uh, and certainly as a, you know, as a kid in the 90s, not really understanding Jerry Rice or watching, you know, kind of like with Michael Jordan being born in 1990. I would put Calvin Johnson on my all-time team as well with Jerry Rice and Randy Moss as my three wide receivers, the greatest three of all time. I think I'm a little biased to it as well, seeing Calvin Johnson as a Bears fan, getting to watch him twice a year. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible what he did in his short career. And I do think 
when you look at Calvin Johnson, you do have to take into effect, uh, in, into account, excuse me, uh, the fact that he played where he played and 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 what and the team he played for, and the uh, the fact that he is a guy that had to play in Detroit and that the frustration of being a Detroit Lion. I think it's a valid, valid concern. I know his numbers aren't going to be the numbers, you know, uh, when you look at it at only 11,000 receiving yards compared to guys like Isaac Bruce, 15,000, uh, Tim Brown, 14,000, uh, you know, guys, other, other wide receivers who are up for the Hall of Fame, you know, Reggie Wayne at 14,000, Steve Smith, 14,000. But he did it in the shorter period of time with one team, and we all know what he had to deal with. And just pure talent, you can't argue when you watch Megatron. He's Megatron for a reason. And then we've seen other guys like, oh, he's Megatron-esque. He has also set a standard of like that big physical wide receiver, but had the ability and the jumping and the movement and the fluidity of the smaller guys like an Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, so he's obviously – and then uh, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson's a guy, uh, one of the great defensive backs ever. Uh, did it multiple teams, multiple others. Had a career resurgence uh, with the Packers and later moved, switched positions. Just an all-time great defensive football player. Great signal caller, great teammate guy, great locker room guy. Charles Woodson, no doubt for me, uh, Hall of Famer for sure. All right. So then you argue, okay, if you can pick up to two other people – where would you do? Where would you go? Now, I have a hard time with Tony Baselli. I think a lot of people do. That's a Hall of Fame talent and tackle. Did it for such a short time. The injury scribbled him. I think Tony Baselli eventually should be a Hall of Famer. I also think John Lynch should eventually be a Hall of Famer. John Lynch was so good, and he was. Uh, I remember being young and watching him in those Tampa teams in 2001, 2002, 2003. And then ending his career really strong with Denver. Um, I also uh, really think that um, Torrey Holt, the wide receiver for the Rams, greatest show on turf, I think he should get more love and, 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 and eventually be a Hall of Famer. But the two guys that stand out to me is another guy who would be a first ballot Hall of Famer, Jared Allen, uh, and then Reggie Wayne. So Jared Allen, when you look at his numbers – Every other guy that he's close to on the list for all-time sacks are Hall of Famers. And Jared Allen, I would argue, over longevity, the way he bounced from team to team later in his career, but was still very productive. He's 12th all-time on sacks, right behind John Randall, Richard Dent, who are Hall of Famers. Terrell Suggs and Marcus Ware, he's only a couple sacks behind them, who will be Hall of Famers. He's only uh, six sacks behind Jason Taylor and ten sacks behind Michael Strahan, who are Hall of Famers. Uh, he is right above Hall of Famers Lawrence Taylor, Ricky Jackson, Derek Thomas, uh, and a guy in Dwight Freeney who I think will eventually be a Hall of Famer as well. He has more sacks than a guy who we would consider is going to be a Hall of Famer in Von Miller and J.J. Watt, whose careers are now dwindling. Now, J.J. Watt has the Defensive Player of the Year awards that will lock him up because, again, that four-year stretch of incredible dominance. But 
I would argue Jared Allen right now has had a better career than a Von Miller. And we think of Von Miller as a guy who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Jared Allen, uh, great long career, uh, with the Chiefs, but then, uh, really did, uh, played well for the Bears and the Vikings, uh, Vikings and Bears to wrap up his career and was even productive as a member of that 14, 15 Bears teams, uh, at an older age and, and was productive, but, from Kansas, uh, Kansas City, those first three years in the league, extremely good, very fast off the ball, great hands, uh, and then dominant in Minnesota from 08 to 13 for sure. So I would put Jared Allen in there. And then Reggie Wayne, Reggie Wayne's, it's again, it's a numbers thing. Reggie Wayne's numbers are Hall of Fame numbers. I get that he's not a first ballot guy, but He's got just as good of numbers as Marvin Harrison. A lot of people argue that Marvin Harrison should be on the all-time team. He played with uh, Peyton Manning and those Colts teams and then was great for Andrew Luck in getting Andrew Luck's career started. He spent all 13 years with the Colts, averaged over a 1,000 yards a season, if you break it down, 14,000 yards receiving, 10th all-time, more receiving yards than a Chris Carter, more receiving yards than an Andre Reid. A Steve Largent, Art Monk, I think he's a Hall of Famer. To put him in with Peyton Manning, uh, he, you know, he doesn't get the first ballot thing, so I think that's okay. And then you can kind of team them up. You know, Peyton needed a Reggie Wayne. Reggie needed a Peyton to put them in together. I think there's some, uh, really cool, you know, circle of life thing there with that. And, and he's a Hall of Famer, so his numbers bear it out. So I think pairing him up with Peyton would be pretty cool. So there you go. I, I love the Hall of Fame. I think it's, I think it's great. I, I, I think this is going to be a unique Hall of Fame because remember it was canceled last year because of COVID. So you have these massive classics. It could be a ton of guys, tons of great speeches, lots of tears. It's great. It's football heaven. It's fantastic. We're going to wrap up the show next. Don't go anywhere. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Backyard Adventures. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. It's simple. They're your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. Get in on that 0% financing for the first time ever from Honda. Who knows how long it will last. First time ever they're doing it. Tell them Mark sent you. Thank you so much for making us a part of your morning as we look to wrap up the show in the last couple minutes. My, uh, <laughs> one of my all-time favorites, Alta King, she just, uh, messaged me. She says, they should put Kevin Stefanski in one of those igloos like they have at the Yum Factory. I agree. I am all for the NFL letting Kevin Stefanski, the Browns coach, <laughs> in to go. Co- you know, come on now. Let the Browns cheat a little bit. The poor Browns. 
I don't usually feel bad for fan bases, but I kind of feel bad for Cleveland. But who knows? They could pull a massive upset. I don't see it, but they could. Uh, I want to quickly talk NBA as we wrap up the show here. Kyrie Irving, little drama with him earlier in the week. Decided just to kind of not show up for the Nets game uh, against the 76ers, which was on TNT Thursday night. Uh, It turned out he just personal reasons. Uh, Kyrie's a guy who is very in tuned, especially with politics and the social movement. And remember, we talked about this over the summer. Kyrie did not want to even do the bubble. He thought the NBA players should just keep using their platform to protest uh, the police violence against uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And I respect Kyrie for all of that. And if Kyrie Irving is a guy who that is so important to him that if he felt like what happened on Wednesday in Washington, D.C. needed a, a larger stand and he needed to uh, take time off uh, to process what was going on and to get his message straight and not play basketball, I'm even okay with that. Where I get frustrated with a guy like Kyrie and and in general is that there are so many ways to communicate nowadays, right? We got our cell phones. It's call. It's call. The fact that Steve Nash, the head coach of the Nets, before game time, literally has to say to the media, I don't know why Kyrie's not here. To me, that's the problem. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm frustrated. I'd be frustrated. Not a, it doesn't matter if you're a superstar. It doesn't matter what your average player, what reason you're for. It's the same thing like any job. I can't just not show up to do the morning show and Sam be like, I don't know why Mark's not here. And then me just like randomly text me like, yeah, I just didn't want to come in today. Like, you, I, 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 I don't like that show of, of, of lack of respect for the organization that you are employed for and, and your, and your teammates and your coaches. That's what frustrates me about Kyrie because he has a little bit of that in him where it's like, I, you know what? I, I'm all for, I completely support you doing what you need to do as a human being, as a man and, and for your, what you think you need to do to help change the world. But, Send a text. Let your head coach know. That's all That's all I'm asking for. Uh, finally, if Houston trades Deshaun Watson, they'd be idiots. Uh, but if they do decide to trade Watson, please trade him to the Chicago Bears. <laughs> please, God, please. Please. Um, I will say this. Uh, Houston should be asking for the moon and more from any team that even calls about Deshaun Watson. Uh, Houston's probably the worst-run franchise in the NFL right now. It's embarrassing that this has gotten to that point, that their star quarterback is even having to air these grievances. Uh, and Houston would be very dumb if they trade him to anyone in the AFC. You need to send him to the NFC if you're going to trade him. That's a fact. Just a fact for your own PR. All right, everyone, enjoy this incredible, incredible weekend of football. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. I'll be giving out my bets all weekend long. I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to tweet the, uh, about a bet if I'm not betting myself, put my money where my mouth is. Let's have some fun. I hope you, uh, uh, you, you, you're ready for today. I'm going to be headed home here. Got my chips, got my dip ready. Let's have some fun. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Thank you all. See you next week. You've got a lot of.